This is episode 289, Shooting Paper. I am your host, Alpha Mike, and you are listening to Raider Cop Podcast. You know, today we're going to talk specifically about what the majority of Americans do on an everyday. When they go out, they take their carry gun, maybe their home gun, go to the local range, and start shooting paper. Shooting consists of picking up the gun in a safe manner that is on a shelf or bench in front of you, bringing it up to eye level, and shooting at the target. That's it. No holster, no shooting in a sitting position, no magic trick shooting from behind with a mirror, none of that. You don't get that at a range. But we're going to talk about that much more today on episode 289, Shooting Paper. If you are interested in gun classes, groups from 2 to 6, more than welcome on pistol, revolver, shotgun, or carbine, 9mm, we can help you out. If you're looking for that one-on-one training, we can also help you out. Won't break the bank. I do not teach for you to shoot paper. I train you to stop the assailant which is different. And hopefully in a lot of these podcasts, you get to understand my training philosophy. To learn more about Raider Cop Tactical, you can look us up online at RaiderCopTac.com or give us a call at 813-942-7400. That's 813-942-7400. Or email us at RaiderCopTAC at ProtonMe, P-R-O-T-O-N dot me, M-E. That's RaiderCopTAC. And we'll respond to you. If you're interested in that type of training, in the Tampa Bay area, we're your guy. If you're in the South Florida area, don't forget our partner AAA Gun Safety is down there. And if you're in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, we also have Kilo Sierra. That his information is down in the show notes. Looking to fix your gun? Well, there's only one guy, Pistol Pete the Gunsmith. You can easily just Google him, or better said, Google Leo, Google Leo, and you will see Pistol Pete the Gunsmith. He could be reached at 786-294-0756. He knows what he's doing. We highly recommend him. Okay, what in the world is happening in our country? As the sick sideshow continues from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, 
There has not been one thing. I don't care. You can lie like Pinocchio all you want. But since this goof has been in the White House, not one thing. It has been a circus from day one. The short bus, the clowns, they are coming out of the tent. And the master of ceremonies is at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, basically saying, left to right, how do you get... Oh, there it is. There's this thing. Oh, God. Okay. Or, come on, man. Come on, man. Hunter's the smartest man I've ever met. Yes, that's the goof that's leading the country, destroying it. Every policy is deeper and deeper. We go into the grave pit. There is no end in sight. You got to get ready to vote to get this goof and the other goofs that are in his administration. There's not one bright bulb in that whole administration. It's time to take back our country, folks, at the voters box. Be smart. Now's the time. Because you don't think they're not going to do everything in their power to stay in power, do you? No, they wouldn't do that. So... I'm not even going to get into specifics of what's going on in their administration because it's a catastrophe. So, why talk about it? But what I will tell you is the guy I'm ready to vote for, and that's Trump. His policies spoke whirlwinds, right? They spoke volumes. Gas was low. We had more money in our pocket. Blah, blah, blah. You know the story. You lived it like I did. Don't fool yourself. Don't be faking it. And for the love of God, stop trying to stretch the truth and saying that this goof that's currently the president is doing a good job because he's not. Our episode is number 289. We have moved along since day one when we had our first episode. And... Our episode uh, 289 is called Shooting Paper. We're going to discuss the difference between shooting paper and training. Two different things, and a lot of civilians are making a mistake when they go to the range. Mostly because they're forced. So, again... You want to keep your firearms, don't keep on voting on the uh, Democratic ticket. They're trying to take your guns, trying to limit your rounds, trying to put slingshots in your hand instead of your God-given right of a weapon or a firearm to protect you or your family. Very important. So, know your rights. Know that you are eligible to protect yourself that you have the ability to shoot a gun even if you have been nervous about it um, it's not your cup of tea I get it there are other ways of defending yourself too but they might be a little more effort might be needed like if you're going to resort to self defense and martial arts 
you'd have to take a course in that martial art, whatever it is, and that could take years to perfect. You could also use mace, pepper spray, tactical batons, all these things to protect yourself. But some of those weapons may not be sufficient in a deadly situation. If you're afraid to take the leap into firearms, now's not the time to be a little squeamish or a little cowardly. It's time to stand up because we live in troubled times. And we cannot continue to rely on the government protecting us. We have to be ready to protect ourselves if that need arises. Yes, there are police departments and law enforcement, and they do an excellent job with considering what they're handed. But at the same time, it takes them time to arrive to that scene. Time that you may not have or your family may not have. You might not have the luxury of 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You might have to make a decisive reaction to what's coming at you immediately and stand on that knowledge and your confidence and your training. And this is why episode 289, Shooting Paper, is important because a lot of people regard shooting paper as training or the training and it couldn't be farther from the truth so keep that in mind also keep in mind if you're into carrying a certain weapon all the time a certain uh, carry weapon make sure you unload it load it safely every time you go out you know that self-check get those springs moving and everything else and um you know every once in a while take it out of the hose to give it a good look over be surprised the amount of dust and stuff that you might find on it it can go a long way okay our outline if though you if our uh, students take out their crayons and and their cardboard boxes we're going to talk about qualification versus training paper how what that training is for you or what that practicum is for you shooting at an indoor private range versus an outdoor one uh, safe clear and empty training and staying alert aggressive fast and at the ready and lastly Know your firearm carry versus home defense. Is it the same or are they different? And are you training with both? That's our outline. You can write that on your cardboard boxes with your crayons. As we head into the main event, episode 289, Shooting Paper. Let's head downrange.
Episode 289, Shooting Paper. One of the things that we want to do on Radio Cop Podcast is bring that knowledge to you, the listener. We know how to use weaponry for your self-protection. And even if you don't live in the Tampa Bay area and you can't get a course with us, that's fine. We still want to pass along that knowledge because it's for your safety and that of your family. And it means a lot to us that we can do that. So that's what we try to achieve on this podcast. Now, qualification versus training. When I was in law enforcement as a firearms instructor, a lot of officers would state that it's their annual training when in fact it was their annual qualification. You see, they were confusing qualifying by shooting at a paper target as training because for the remainder of the entire year that since they had been qualified the year prior, they most likely hadn't been out to a range or to the range to practice. Many agencies just don't have the space or the money to allow officers just to train on an everyday basis or a weekly basis or what have you. That responsibility falls to the individual officer. Today, millions of citizens will gather up their carry weapon or their home defense weapon, or it might be the same one, and place them in their carry bag and drive to the local gun range. They will put up their paper targets. They will send it down range if they're in an indoor range, three yards, seven yards, 10, 15, whatever it might be. And they will place that gun in front of them on that little stand or shelf that's bench that's right in front of them. Pick that gun up and go to town. And a lot of what they're doing is just checking, let's say the accuracy of their sights making sure that they're on target, that they're grouping, that uh, they're not shooting or pulling rounds. That is a part of training. There's no doubt about it. But that's where it ends. After they've shot off 50 to 100 rounds, they go, go off back home and maybe clean their guns. Maybe they don't, I don't know. And they feel a lot more confident if that situation happens where they have to fight for their life. But training is a lot of things other than shooting at paper. One of the things that training is going to challenge you in is your level of competency in certain areas with a firearm. Such as, can you 
in a safe manner with a weapon that is empty, no rounds in it, nowhere near your training session at home, can you take that weapon out of the holster in seconds? Is the clothing attire that you're wearing hampering you from taking that weapon out faster? These things only you can answer because it should be a part of your training repertoire. And this is important. Getting on target as fast as you can. We've said it a hundred times. Hopefully you never have to get into that situation when you have to pull your gun. But if you're pulling your gun on that bad guy, chances are they've got theirs on you already. You're already at a disadvantage. You know, it's been kind of cold all over the United States and especially here in Florida. Ooh, you know, anything under 60 in Florida is a blizzard. And you see Floridians wearing excessive amounts of clothing coats, jackets, scarves, mittens, gloves. You got, you name it, they have it. Does that hamper? their self-protection with a firearm? Of course it does, because they're definitely not used to it based on the weather factor in Florida. That's an example. Are you carrying extra magazines? Do you practice changing out your magazines at home without any bullets? I'm going to say that until the cows come home. Safe, clear, and empty. You can do so many drills, and that's important. Paper is only a small percentage of your training. Again, like I said, it shows you, are you grouping? Are you, you know, off target? You know, you're aiming one place and hitting another. Yeah, you can correct it at the range, but In the big picture of it all, it's only a small fraction of your overall training that you can be doing. Shooting indoors at a private range versus shooting outdoors. Now most, if not all, indoor ranges don't allow you to do any cowboy stuff. There is very seldom can you even withdraw your weapon from the holstered position. They don't like it, and they don't want you to do it. And so, it is difficult to find a place that you can have that flexibility. But there are places out there, most of the time, they're government type of shooting ranges in parks, national park forests, state parks, that might have gun ranges. And it might be a little bit more easy and flexible on the outdoor course to get that done. I don't blame some of these indoor ranges, you know, from that, you know, enforcing their rule is no shooting from, let's say, a holstered position. Because there's some people out there that are really, really bad at this. And so to make sure people don't get hurt, they're not allowing it. But it doesn't negate your responsibility to get that training under your belt. Now, 
until you find that range that allows you to do, you know, shooting from a holstered position and so forth, you're also going to be using your carry concealed holster, not your duty holster that looks fancy at the range. You're not in law enforcement, so you shouldn't be, you know, really carrying something like that. You should just be carrying that inside or outside the belt holster that you use on an everyday use. We spoke about in many episodes in the past about the carry mini compact type of weaponry. The smaller the gun, the less accurate you're going to be with it. So going to the range is going to help you maybe focus a little bit better on that accuracy. But let's face it, 3 inches or 3.2 inch uh, barrel uh, on a gun is very uh, difficult to hit something at 20, 25 yards or more. Not that it can't be done, not that people can't do it, that's not what I'm saying. It's very difficult, especially if you've never really been too accustomed to guns and now this is what you're carrying. It's a huge obstacle to overcome. So you've, you've got to remember, you might stay away from the subcompacts and, compa- and move over to the compact section, especially uh, for different types of seasons. Might have a smaller gun for the summer season versus winter, having a little larger gun that you can carry because uh, your clothing would permit it. So that's an idea as well. Staying fast, aggressive, alert, and ready. Learn to stay fast. Fast doesn't mean clumsy. Fast means you can achieve taking a weapon, for example, out of your holster and on target in less than two seconds, three seconds, whatever time frame you've given yourself in a safe manner, but you can do it fast. That's an ultimate goal that you should be doing in your training. Remember, at home, safe, clear, and empty, which means no bullets in the gun, Practicing taking that weapon out of the holster as fast as you can. Time yourselves. You know, one second, two seconds, three seconds, four seconds. You know, push yourself until you get better and better and better at it. It may save your life. Being aggressive towards the target. Not aggressive in behavior, but when you are grabbing that weapon out of the holster, you should be aggressive towards the target whether it's practice or real, because what you do in training, you're going to do in real life. Staying alert, paying attention to your surroundings, keeping your head on that swivel, and being ready for whatever comes your way. Hesitation kills. Nobody wants to get into the legal battle that might occur after a shooting. But if you're well prepared, being a carry uh, permit holder or constitutional carry individual also means more than just buying a gun and putting it on your hip. 
it means knowing the law, having the proper training, having the proper rounds, having a good holster, and having a good gun insurance policy where you can get legal protection. Because we've always said on this show, you shoot in a public place, you can guarantee the lawyers are going to see you. Why? Because they're making the, the lefties love to make carrying firearms difficult in America. So it's par for the course. So when you want to carry a gun, those are all the things that are in the pot. It's just not, oh, that one looks nice. Yeah. How much? Oh, okay. And you just carry that on your hip. You've got to train. You've got to know your weapon. You've got to know your holster. You've got to know your rounds. What's what's duty rounds versus practice rounds? Very important as well. And knowing that if you were to grab that gun, would you hesitate? Would you have fear? Would you say, I don't want to hurt anybody? Because if that's what if if that's you, carrying a gun isn't your game, man. Because you may kill yourself in the long run. Once you go for that weapon and your instincts and you say it's fight or flight, and you decide fight, you gotta go all the way. You have to stay on target and aggressive and let the chips fall where they may legally. We're going to do a lot of more podcasts and we're going to talk about the Jeopardy triangle and and what that means and how these police, uh, how police departments investigate shootings and so forth, just to keep you a little bit better um, mentally not having the fear to pull that trigger, especially if the bad guy's trying to kill you. That's important. So, know your carry weapon, the one you're carrying, versus your home defense. Now, I don't know about you. Maybe for you it's the same one. But it isn't for me. I have a home defense. I have several home defenses. Pretty good ones, too. And my carry is my carry because it's for carry. It has to be for carry. Because some of the stuff that I have for home defense, I couldn't carry. Get the point? Capiche? Ah, there you go. So know your weapons. Know what you're buying and for what you're buying. If you have home protection, make sure you train with that weapon within the home. Clearing corners, making sure you have the ability to do that. We will also have podcast episodes here. Shotgun versus rifle versus pistol versus revolver versus carbine in the house. Some of this stuff you really don't want to shoot inside a house. We'll educate you and you make the decision. It's your home, your family your life you need to make that decision so keep that in mind there is a significant difference between shooting at paper 
putting no stress on you at all versus training where you should have stress. You should bring up your blood pressure. You should jog in place. You should do all those things because that would replicate a real incident. That incident, you would be very well prepared if you trained like that. If, let's say you knocked out 20 push-ups before you shot the gun, it would help, right? But where are you going to do that? You can't do that everywhere. That's what we're talking about, right? So knowing your weapon is my 3.2-inch muzzle or or my my barrel and my little minigun a good home defense or my how about my 12 gauge shotgun is that good for home defense will it blow a hole in the wall if I miss all those things you gotta know and on our website RaiderCopTac.com we're gonna have a section on there on training you can look up some of the resources that we see that we look at all the time tell you um, a lot of an- uh, analytics on what type of bullets can do what type of damage that will hopefully help you in making the decision in the gun that you're looking for the episode has been 289 shooting paper shooting paper is only a small percentage of your training. There is so much more that you have to do to keep yourself and your family alive. Up next, episode 290, February 7th, Fight or Flight? Which one will the brain switch on? What type of character are you? Are you a flight guy or a fight guy? And we'll be talking about that. But before we let you go, we want you to turn to your Bibles for the word of the day as we look at John for, uh, John, chapter 1, verse 1. All the way to verse 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And that's exactly the point. People that are in darkness will not comprehend what I'm reading every time I open up the scripture think it's silly this is the part I exit out well you can exit out goodbye don't let the door hit you on the way out but the word has meaning 
another intricate part of your training, if you're a believer, is having that communion with God to prevent you from ever having that situation. But if you do, Scripture says that He prepares our hand in war. So, hook up with the guy on the top. He knows what he's doing. And that's why we read the Word. Interviews coming up. Don't forget, with our guests coming up, there's a special podcast that we'll probably do every once in a while they'll probably come out of sequence instead of being on a Wednesday it could be any time that we upload it and our co-hosts Kilo Sierra and Alpha Alpha should be coming back on the platform soon enough with some of uh, interesting topics on firearms that they most likely would want to share with our listening audience you know I always say when I close out, it is my honor and pleasure to be your host on Radio Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because without you, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, for your community, for the law enforcement officers that serve you. And most importantly, we have a duty to continue to pray for our beloved country, the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'll catch you downrange.